0: We are here with another episode of Barbie Does Dating. I am your host, Barbie Berg. This is my co-host, Steve Solberg.
1: Hey, good to s- not see you. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it.
0: <laughs> and this is our sage wisdom what? giver and producer, Nick <laughs> Hello. Now, today we have two guests. And as everyone knows, I get very excited about guests, especially because they're two of my favorite people. You have heard me talk about Lauren a lot. Lauren is my dating coach and really my life coach and my idol. And I love her. I'm blessed. <laughs> So this is Miss Lauren Hardenbrook, and then we have Kristen Sokol. That's how you say your last name, right? That's right, right.
2: yep. Okay, so Kristen, tell me
0: what you're doing right now, what you're focusing on.
2: Well, I'm a mindset and relationship development coach. Yeah. So I work with people typically around starting new relationships or getting a new relationship off the ground um, and getting your mindset right so you can enter that relationship and go in the direction that you want to go instead of what you're fearing okay we try to nail down a, a productive mindset first I that makes a that. huge difference yes and lauren
0: what are you focusing on right now
3: um i focus on everything from kind of sourcing finding a, a mm-hmm. relationship to have all the way to problem solving and troubleshooting newly married couples Oh, I didn't know you were doing that, too. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, there's some, you know, conflict resolution skills are very important. You know, it kind of boils down to problem solving when it, you know, at the end of the day, you need somebody that can problem solve. Yeah. And especially
2: in this mid-singles population when everybody's established and everybody has their own things. And how do we resolve those things when we really haven't had to a lot in the past? So it's especially important. In that population?
0: I have heard from a lot of my mid singles friends that have gotten married, they're like, that first year was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life because they both were so established and in their little lives that bringing someone else in, they
3: were like, this is not
0: what I expected. And I forgot that I have to make agreements and adjustments. And so. Sure, we're
3: all like creatures of habit and we all have these kind of unwritten scripts in our mind for how our relationships are going to look. And we don't communicate those to our partner. And then we're like, wait, what? You yeah. want me to take out the trash? <laughs> <laughs> Poppycock. Poppycock!
1: That's what I would Poppy say, cock. Yep. <laughs> so the British accent, really? Poppycock! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go feed the birds. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I feed them toppums. or whatever.
3: <laughs> no, you don't feed them toppums, You pay toppums. to <laughs> <You> feed To feed the birds. I think it's
2: tuppins. Tuppins. <laughs> You're right.
1: And I'm, yeah. I'm, and I'm I...
2: British descent. I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> clearly you know <laughs> the authority. That's why I know. Why I know. This is a big
2: deal. But really I had a client who, after they were first married, they had a huge knockdown drag out fight over whether they were going to keep crunchy or creamy peanut butter in their pantry. Shut your that mouth. That was just, they couldn't what? believe that the other preferred the other. And it was just a huge ordeal. Because you can't own two different types of peanut butter. Well, I mean, this is obvious to us, but when you get into, like, a heated exchange. And and you're tired, and
3: you're cranky, and, Mm -hmm. you know, and the person has bought the wrong peanut butter. Sometimes (laughs) this is an issue,
2: you know? (laughs) And your conflict resolution skills are not great. You don't know how to ask for that in a way that isn't inflammatory to your partner. Mm -hmm. That's why these things are important to explore.
3: Right. Sometimes
2: it can come across as, like, do it right next time.
3: Yeah. And it's over peanut butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so wow. one of the things she's that
0: I loved about working with Lauren is when people hear that I work with a dating coach, they're like, oh, so she like brings you men to date? And I'm like, yeah, she just. Tr-. She did I say she does in. sourcing. She does do sourcing, but she's never done that for me. I, I help you
3: source. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, say, I, do, I, do some, I do some traditional specialist. matchmaking as well where, where I do find matches mm-hmm. for people. But mm-hmm. I, I focus more on helping people find their own matches. Yes.
2: That's what's a lot more affordable. Yeah, traditional That's matchmaking true. is is a little spendy. Yeah, as
0: much as <laughs> I that would like sense. her to parade a line of men in front of me, <laughs> that, that is in my mind,
3: it, it <laughs> looks like they're like in togas or something. <laughs> right? I don't know. Oh, why. really? Yeah. I'm singing yeah. fiddler like... on the roof right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: really? Anybody else? The you second, them, you, the you, second, second them you mentioned ropes. it, I was like, yeah, make me a match. <laughs> find me a fine. <laughs> it really you fun. You know, that is that is
3: really interesting though. That is one of the problems that I run into in in my business is that people don't know what to expect when hiring a dating coach and i really feel like i could you know have them come into my home and seat them on the floor and be like let's hold hands and pray or or like light some candles and they would be like okay Okay. this is what we do like they have no expectation no no running script for for what it's like to hire a dating coach and they're just like so what do we do now and now we
0: pray i've told barbie this
1: like i meet with a dating coach Mm -hmm. and i said you know Honestly, if she said, wear a clown nose, I'd be like, okay, I'll and should that. it be red, or how Does long it, do I wear a sequins? Like, yeah. <laughs> should, yeah. <laughs> should I get a flower that squirts? That seems like a good idea. Yeah. I, I'm not clueless, but I'm like Do people go into eager. it that way because is it
4: a fair assumption to say that they hit a point of desperation?
3: Not always, but I do think that there is maybe a secret fear in a lot of people that there's something wrong with them. And so there's a little bit of hesitation coming to meet with a dating coach because Mm -hmm. they are kind of up against some of their worst fears of maybe finding out that there's either something wrong with them or that they need to settle for a situation that they are terrified of, like, gotcha. oh, yes, you do need to marry someone that's mentally ill. Congratulations. They're <laughs> equal.
2: <laughs> you know, like, when, And rather than call it a moment of desperation, I, I prefer to call it a moment of motivation. I mean. Sure. We, I, obviously when it sounds like cool. We, well, we stay <laughs> ambivalent for a long time about what we want and what we're willing to just kind of wait for. But we reach a moment where something breaks and then all of a sudden you're very motivated to do whatever it takes and that's when people usually hire a dating coach and, and make a serious, you know, financial and significant time and effort investment into your future. Yeah.
4: yeah I think Steve sure. said it was thirsty. They get thirsty. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a There's a certain it. degree of
1: thirsty. <laughs> <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. that's it depends. There are certain kinds of thirst that you can get, you know, fulfill on Tinder. But <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Oh, <yeah. laughs> right. That's a different kind. That's great. I'm searching for living water. <laughs> All right. oh, there we go. <laughs> That's
0: yeah. what I want to hear. That's what I oh want to hear. Oh, my God. So working with Lauren was definitely an experience because for me, it was kind of the same thing. Like, what am I supposed to get? Are they going to parade men out? And it really was more of like, it was like a dating therapist that we were working through the issues that were blocking me from being able to move forward. Granted, I'm still not married, but that does not mean it's a fail on her part. Barbie is still a work in progress. So oh, yeah. we would like to talk today about... Some of the things that you think are blocking, we're gonna say mid-singles just because that's kind of the main people, but we're gonna say singles.
1: Professional singles or something. Ew. Professional singles. I don't you, know.
0: Whatever makes you happier than saying mid-singles. Yeah, we will established. call it
4: that.
0: Like established yeah.
1: singles. What type of single are you? Yeah. Mid. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm halfway.
0: Mid. Yeah. I'm just mid. Let's just go ahead and get started. Like, what do you think are the three or four? biggest hurdles or roadblocks that single people are facing right now
3: certainly there are a lot of singles that are have maybe had a bad experience or seen a bad experience maybe up close maybe a sibling maybe parents and are very focused on not having that happen to them Mm
4: -hmm. define bad experience um what extent do you mean
3: So they've seen a sister go through a a marriage where pornography addiction was very prevalent and it caused a lot of tears and ended up in divorce. Or maybe they've had that experience themselves or, you know, a number of other, you know, abuse. And I'm not putting pornography addiction in the category of abuse, but, you know, uh, abuse or mental health diagnoses, mental health issues. There are lots of different things that people have seen that they're like, okay, but anything but that. Like, and it be, kind of becomes their boogeyman of like, I'll kind of do anything. I will, I'll marry a pauper as long as I don't have to do that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it so becomes there's some trauma. Yes,
0: absolutely. I, I can definitely put myself in that category because I'm a child of divorce, but I was young enough when it happened. And granted, I still have some lingering issues from it. But I don't sit around like, oh, it scares me so bad. But my brother went through a divorce about five years ago, and it scared the crap out of me. It was a horrible divorce. They still have problems with, like, with the kids and blah, 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 and visitation and all this stuff. And it scared the crap out of me. And I'm just like, I don't ever want to have to go through that. And it does. I think about it all the time. So I'm right there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's It can be incredibly traumatic. So I find that I have a lot of... I have a lot of clients who are actively trying to make sure that they don't end up in a similar situation and it ends up really impairing their dating life and frequently ends them up in similar situations if they're willing That's to date at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So a, a big hurdle that, that I see all the time is you enter a dating relationship and the first thing you do is put down on, your, on the table your list of can'ts and won'ts. Mm-hmm. Right. These are the things you can't do. These are the things I won't do. And guess what's not sexy when you're starting a new relationship, <laughs> you know, yeah. is, is starting out and say, and there won't be any video game playing. And if you've ever looked at pornography mm-hmm. and how much education did you say you have? Because I'm going to need at least a master's degree, if not more. And, you know, and they it's just not it's not fun.
3: Yeah. And it's
2: a, it's a big impediment to getting a relationship started well and
3: we've all seen we've all seen online dating profiles that have those yeah, and how we talked about that. how yeah, we unattractive did. That they was are my biggest whether off. they're male or female and that they're just the like if you've ever about. and how dare you and all this stuff and you're like, mm. I
1: deserve this and this is yeah. It's like, yeah you do deserve that but no way are we hanging out <laughs>
3: yeah. you suck
1: so much and yeah. knowing how to start a conversation <laughs> yeah and well, you're and like I deserve <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay you do I'm sure, I'm sure. from someone else <laughs> <laughs>
3: It when really is true. And you can probably get all of those things that are on that list, but putting it out in front and saying what you want, will and won't do before you've even met someone mm-hmm. is just Well, and they never start a bitter with and unattractive well. way of going yeah. about things. It's, it's not their will. Yeah. It's just can't and won't. I will definitely wants. date really somebody wouldn't. who's had a, a 2 year or less problem with pornography. <laughs> More than 2 years is my cutoff. off. Like, That's my cutoff. you know, like, I, I don't know I don't know people
1: are it's saying about their, about
3: their cans <laughs> like Yeah. Can do. Can do. Yeah. Okay.
4: So that's number two, right?
3: Yeah. So that's
0: the, what else you got?
3: Well, well, I mean, I guess we can kind of explore that a little bit more about yeah, yeah. how to, Talk how, about how it to, as long to as you want. Cause yeah. yeah, let's do that. How to overcome that. So people end up, people end up looking for, um, end up looking for these characteristics, right? They're like looking for signs that, that things could end up the same way. Mm-hmm. And, it, law of attraction is real. Where your focus is is kind of what you will find. It's science, folks. Yeah. And if you're focused on... <laughs> it's just science. science. It
1: is science.
3: You know, all men being a certain way or all women being a certain way or how to avoid something, you will find it. So making mm-hmm. sure that you have established what you are looking for in the most positive terms possible and, and training your brain how to actually look for those things is totally key in finding the right person for you.
1: How do you recommend doing that? Is that like a, a vision board type thing? or
3: It, it can be. Um, I recommend like a top 10 list of what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I, I usually give my clients a two-week homework assignment of finding someone, anyone, male, female, married, unmarried, mm-hmm. uh, finding someone with one of those characteristics on it every single day. So, that guy has the sense of humor I'm looking for. That right. girl is kind in the way that I'm looking for. And kind of training your brain to look for the things that you want.
1: And, and I feel like my hands are starting to sweat when you say that. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of girls are like, and he needs to be 6'2". And <laughs> s- so super sultry.
2: So, you make a really good point. Yeah. And there's a, a difference between having a top 10 list... And, and ordering off a menu. Right. So when you're making your top 10 list, we're looking at attributes, and we're looking at qualities, and we're looking at characteristics. Mm-hmm. Right? And they don't necessarily come in any specific looking package. And the other thing that you really need to define as you're making this list is really tell, tell us what about that makes it important. Why does that characteristic meaningful to you? Mm-hmm. And when you really understand the why behind the what... It's much easier to, to spot, and you're much more open to the package that it comes in than if, you know, you're just ordering off a menu. Mm-hmm. Sure. The six-two and the broad shoulders. And, well, the- and people have a really hard time kind of
3: finding that sweet spot, right? They They kind of think, you know, first of all, marriage is a gift. It is a blessing, and it is a gift. And and people have a hard time finding the sweet spot between ordering off a menu and being like, I hope he sticks to. I hope he's a doctor and a lawyer. I hope, I hope he's independently wealthy. Doctor president. I hope he's a doctor president. Um, <laughs> anyway, you know, there, there's those things. And honestly, like, if I can say this, that's offensive to the Lord who wants to bless us with this gift. That is you looking a gift horse in the mouth and being like. Well, I'd really like yeah. to give you this present. You're like, but did you spend two hundred and fifty dollars on it? Because if not, return. <laughs> but there that, you know, are people like, like
4: that. Absolutely. I know, but I'm
3: just saying that that's the wrong way about going about it. Sure. Whereas, and then there's this there's this other mindset where it's like, oh, I can't ask Heavenly Father for anything, and whatever He gives me, you know, if if it's not quite human and it's a troll and it wanders out from under a bridge, <laughs> I better just marry it and be grateful, you know, mm. and. There are There are absolutely these these qualities, these attributes that you can be talking to your heavenly Father yeah. about and and wishing for and hoping for and looking for mm-hmm. that are not
2: Menu. not yeah, not having all these
3: expectations or or bitterness around dating. Yeah.
2: You know the thing that uh, the thing that's important about understanding the the why and the what for behind some of these physical things that we maybe think we want, It's really determining what that is. So if you're looking, if you're a woman and you're looking for a man that's strapping, the thing that you're probably after is somebody that makes you feel feminine. Mm -hmm. So that goes on the list, rather than the six-two-ness and the broad-shoulderness. You know, somebody that really makes me feel feminine, that can come in any package.
3: Or somebody that you feel like
2: is masculine. Right? Right. I totally
3: put that to that test. You guys probably don't, you know, you can't see me. I'm 5'8", and I love to (laughs) wear heels. And I... (laughs) (laughs) And so like, but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't on my list to have somebody that was like really tall. Mm-hmm. I was just I, I had kind of had that same requirement of I want to feel feminine, I want to feel like he's masculine, and I had a dating relationship with a guy that was five five that is probably one of the most masculine men I have ever dated, yep, and fast forward we didn't get married, but he married a woman that's six one
0: no really, you wow. know,
3: and they are blissfully happy, yeah, and you know one hey, of my say something inappropriate about no, you're Pass.
0: good. <laughs> heaven forbid. That's why we get along so well. We say inappropriate things. One of my best friends is actually 5'11", and she's always been a little self-conscious about it, and she's like, I have to be with a guy that's taller than me because he has to make me feel feminine. The guy she ended up marrying is probably barely 5'7", and one of the things we talked about was I was like, are you okay with this? And she said, I have to tell you, I feel more protected with him. I never even think about his height because he is so masculine, and Protects me and makes me feel great. She's like, I never even think about our height difference, even once. Because he doesn't care about it. He's like, whatever, my wife's hot. I don't care how tall she is. This is great. Right. So there is... And I just like to bring that up, and a lot.
2: that's the sweet spot that she was talking about. Because the thing is, we get focused on these, you know, tall men only. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, all these five eight, five nine guys are parading past you, and they have everything that
3: yep.
2: should be, or really, truly is, on your list, and you don't notice them because you're focused in the wrong area. Yeah,
3: and where you might end up with somebody who's six two, who may lack some of the qualities that you mm-hmm. that actually hope for. are
2: important. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I remember when I first started working with Lauren and some of the other people that were involved in the dating stuff, one of the things they said was how many women came in and on their search parameters online, it was like he has to be 6'4 plus. Mm -hmm. And it was like every time. And you guys would have to sit down with them and be like, sorry, explain this to me. And they're like, well, I'm 5'7, but I like to wear heels and I need him to be 2 inches taller than me and da-da-da-da-da and all this. And when
2: we have children, our boys are going to have to be a certain, so they're factoring all that stuff Yes.
0: And it was just—you wow. really have to sit down with them and be like, "Okay, you're clinical."
2: Well, and, well, and so many people—it's normal. though. That's like so—that's such a normal
3: conversation. The most so many people that think that they can see people's personalities through their online dating profiles. Oh my gosh, that aren't there. I can't tell you how many clients I've—I've I've been like looking at online dating profiles with, and they've been like. Um, she looks too artistic for me. This is a real conversation.
1: <laughs> artistic? She,
3: she looks too artistic for me. She looks like she might take me to an opera and I wouldn't know what to wear. So, no. What? Swipe no. These are the things that no, are going through people's minds. I get minds. it,
4: because I think when we had our online thing, Steve oh, yeah. and you guys were just swiping through profiles. I'm like, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa wait. Slow Give down. Give it a chance.
4: And you're like, yeah. no, we don't have time. <laughs> just go How many these people things. have That's
3: Kristen true. and I, you know, gotten married... Because we swipe, you know, we've reset the parameters on their dating Mm. and actually either swiped right or messaged the person that they had previously rejected. It's like Like the numbers big. The yeah. The number <laughs> really, really big. Yep. And I believe it. A bunch of my clients have to be like, so I said no to you, but then my dating coach yelled at me and she said <laughs> that, that one picture that you that is creepy of you wasn't actually creepy and now we're getting married. You, this is
2: a this, this is a uh-huh. wedding that you're going to like next week. Yeah. This she said I no because it, it. But it
3: happens that frequently. that frequently. People just feel like they can see these characteristics inside people. They, and they can't. And the girl, I knew the girl of the of the. She Looks Too Artistic for Me. She's like a bow hunter. You know? Like, like,
1: but an artsy one.
3: She, def- she does interpretive dance while she bow hunts.
1: <laughs> yes. She painted her bow.
3: And now I'm a tree.
2: <laughs> yeah, yes.
1: She sounds incredible.
3: <laughs> you just made her.
1: What a cat.
2: Yeah, and these are the, I mean, these types of small mental shifts, doing something different than you would have done are the, the small differences that make the big differences in dating and, well, and increasing your opportunities. And I love sourcing. that for,
1: for men and women to, to shift Everybody. that, to make that shift Everybody. of uh, when you're talking about characteristics and stuff like that. It helps the man go, oh, they are looking for someone who is uh, masculine or makes them feel feminine or whatever. And, and to think about that rather than going, um. I'm not her guy because I don't have it. I don't have what uh, the 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 clinical stuff that. But she see, wants.
4: the dating apps kind of push you into that they because do. you have to put your height. You have to put certain mm-hmm. things that are easily searchable for a computer. You can't put yeah. things that are kind of nebulous.
0: What well, is so- it? Steve says I'm tall enough in person, but not online.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've said that before. <laughs> that's yeah. a good line. It's true. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and that's the one of the first conversations that we have is you gotta open up your eyes. Kristen has a famous saying for her clients
3: that says, don't ever let the computer make a decision that you can make for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? So don't be putting those parameters look. Mm -hmm. And, and we always recommend to our clients, like look at the face of the person. If that person, you have to imagine that person fitting all of your criteria. You know, this girl that's in front of you fitting all of your criteria. She's a wonderful mother. She's got a great testimony and a great rack. You know, like all of the things you want. And <laughs> This is why I love one. And You just and seem to be someone. Uh-huh. And she, you know, is flirting with you and sending out the hints of, you know, I really want to go get hot chocolate. Like, are you going to let that pass you by? So you kind of have to insert these things that might happen in real life into the picture and see if it's kind of enough to be like, oh, she's cool, she's fun, she wants to hang out with me, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Or the same with, you know, men. You know, Mm -hmm. if it really, if he was, you know, funny and charming and amazing and he comes up to me in church and is like, hey, I'd like to get to know you better, can we go get some frozen yogurt? Like, you're you're really gonna say no? Yeah. And often when people put those human elements into online dating, that's when they start to be like, oh, actually, I would go get frozen yogurt with him. I um, would yeah. get you, hot chocolate. You don't have
2: to have relative certainty that they fit all those long-term goals that you have. What I tell my clients when they're talking about meeting up with somebody for the first time—I really won't even call that a date—is, do you think you could be seen in public with this person for thirty minutes, or no? <laughs> yeah. Because not everybody meets that criteria. Yeah. But if they have—if you have to no, be relatively with certain my mouth. that nope. they would right? be a good not father not to not your children tucky. before you'll agree to meet them in public for thirty minutes. It's really going to decrease the size of the pool of people that you meet.
3: Yep. Not only that, but and you're gonna your you're gonna miss the boat. Yeah. You know, you well. like we've talked about re redoing people's parameters and re-swiping, Like the majority of the time, their spouse was in that pile that they said no to mm-hmm. for well, ridiculous yeah. reasons. I have
4: found <laughs> that that people need to be patient with the process, and and part of why I bring that up is I met my wife the day after I broke up with a girl and she was instantly wanting to date me, but I wasn't, I just wasn't in the mindset yet, Sure, but I gave it time. I waited and I let it kind of find its way instead of just saying, sorry, no, because now is not a good time. That means never is a good time. You know, I, I, I gave it a chance without any expectation that it needed to happen quickly. And I think that sometimes this culture with the swiping left and right is if it's not instantaneous, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. this is my soulmate, they're just not going to give it a chance.
3: Absolutely. And,
4: and I think that's scary. Like if I was to be dating right now, knowing that I put myself out there and people are making a snap judgment on me after yep. looking at a couple of pictures, that's discouraging and truly not fair because I think these are some pretty amazing people. That are getting judged off of two pictures. Absolutely. Well,
2: and a little challenge here for you, for listeners, ask your friends who've been married in the last few years, ask them what made the difference. And I almost guarantee that you, that they'll say, I opened my eyes Right. I opened up possibilities that I typically said no to for five minutes. Exactly. And all of a sudden the world opened up to me, every one of them had an Mm -hmm. experience where they're like, "Okay, fine, I'll try it. And that's the difference that made the difference. Well,
3: and I always ask my clients, it's a trick question and I hate trick questions, but I'll be like, hey, what's the goal of a first date? And they're like, to be yourself. That is the classic answer. You know, mm-hmm. try to be yourself.
4: Blah, blah, blah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. The goal of a first date is not to be yourself because you can't be yourself on a first date. Right. You can try really, really hard, but who knows if they're actually being themselves. It's it The goal of date. a first date is to get a second date because that's when you actually have a, maybe an opportunity to get a glimpse of who the other person really is. And to show a little bit of who you are. So really the goal is to get two or three dates in to be like, okay, you know, is this person... Okay. Even remotely fit what I'm looking for. Yeah.
2: And there's a really great book. Can we talk about the book? About Which getting one? a second date? It's called Have Him at Hello. Oh, yeah, that's, it's oh, that's by, such a good book. Written by Rachel Greenwald. She's a Harvard MBA matchmaker. And she has exit interviewed a thousand men who didn't give the gal a second date. And aggregated all the data that she learned from reasons why they decided not to call again. Yeah. And there's, you know, five or ten reasons and we all do these behaviors that make him not want to call or her not want to call back. So that's a good read. <laughs> if you are not, if you find that you're not getting a second date, read the book, figure out which one of these things you're guilty of and tweak it. Don't change who you are, mm-hmm. but just behave a little bit more in Were they, in they all control. Harvard guys? <laughs> no. I don't know if there's even a thousand Harvard guys graduating. <laughs> graduated. Just kidding. <laughs> I have no idea. So that,
0: one of the big things is we have to get away from focusing on what we don't want. So You have
2: to let
3: go of those fears. You can't let that fear drive your dating search. Yeah. There are a lot of men that are kind of afraid of a lack of sexual attraction in their future spouse. Yes. I don't want a sexless marriage. I don't want a sexless marriage is a, is mm-hmm. a big one. And they kind of have a um, interesting way about going about that, trying to find, like, Okay, well, I need a super Mormon, really healthy testimony sex kitten. Uh-huh. Where can I get one of those? <laughs> 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 Usually men try to go about finding that by by trying to make sure that they are just like uber attracted to their spouse or their mm-hmm. potential dates. They're just like, I just have to be like level 11 tr- attracted to the people that I'm dating. Sure. And and what unmarried LDS people don't know because they frequently haven't had long-term sexual relationships Is, is that that's not what sustains a long-term sexual relationship. You know, I'm, I'm in Draper. I got a lot of Lululemon hot Draper moms that come to my office (laughs) and they don't know why they're not getting busy with their husbands. And the reason isn't because they're hot. Like they're smoking. Like that is not the problem. Usually the problem is, is that the second their husband comes in the door, they're like, mm-hmm. and, you know, guess who's not feeling amorous after you've just chewed them out for 48 minutes? Yeah. You know, like, they're not like, you know, this is sexy. We should, we should take this to the bedroom. You know, like.
1: Keep so, telling me how So it really doesn't garage. matter.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Rushed. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It really doesn't matter how hot she is at that point. if she's being a shrew. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. So
2: if we can bring just a a little element of neuro brain science into this conversation without breaking everybody's brains, (laughs) inside each one of our brains is a little filter called reticular activating system. And it acts as if you're getting data all the time, smells and sights and, you know, breezes and all these things and your brain can't possibly manage all the data. So everything's filtered through this reticular activating system. So whatever you're focused on, your brain's going to point out to you. If that happens to be that you don't, what you're focused on is that you don't want to meet men with a porn problem, guess what your brain's going to point out to you every time it sees it. But instead, if you will say, I'm looking for a man with a healthy sense of humor, or I'm looking for a woman who isn't, who has, you know, mental health, or who has ambition, or who has drive, then when you see those things, your brain's reticular activating system will point that out to you instead of the thing you don't want. That's why it's so important to know what you want instead of the other way around.
3: And the reticular activating system, let's explain that a little bit. Please. That's, that's you know, when you think about the last car that you bought, and then realize that after you bought that car you saw it like a thousand times more on the road and it wasn't because everybody ran out that week and bought a Jeep Cherokee it's because that's what you're thinking about that's what you're looking for in the parking lot and so your brain's like there it is there it is there it is there it is and your brain's like trying to filter this information for you in a way that makes sense and it's not really helpful you're like thanks brain high five but I don't care
2: (laughs) (laughs) if you're looking for a man with a masculine energy Mm -hmm. And you're You're going to notice it. You'll see him
3: all over. And you're going to stop making it about being 6'2 and being like, oh, I felt like quite the lady. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So.
0: But it's, I mean, so I'll bring up something, just a funny story about masculine energy. So I share a house with four different girls, and our landlords are a gay couple, and they are just the greatest, funniest guys. And one of them is, like, tall and thin, and he works for the state, and the other one is... He's shorter. He's probably about 5'5", and he's from Poland, and he is a professional ballroom dancer. And so you kind of look at him, and you do the initial, like, oh, he's gay. He's short. He's these things. So, obviously, he's not going to be masculine. He's not going to be anything. And he comes over to our house one time, and I'm, like, washing the dishes, and he's giving me a hard time because I have horrible posture, and he's Polish, so he's like, Barbie, why are you standing like that? I don't understand (laughs) why you would do this with your dishes, and why are you standing? And I'm like, oh, sorry, Martin, and he's like... (laughs) And he's like, well, how do you dance? And I'm like, I don't dance. What are you talking about? And so he grabs me and leads because he knows how to lead. And afterwards. You
3: swooned. Oh,
0: holy crap. (laughs) It was like, abandoned myself after. And I was like, that is a man. (laughs) It was. He had, it was so masculine to just be taken. And he's like, I will lead you. I will make you look beautiful. I will do these things because that is what I'm supposed to do as a man. And I'm like, I do not care that this little 5'5 five five gay man is gay. It was like, that's a man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. And I did. I swooned. Later completely. on, Barbie's like, Dear diary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I,
4: I don't know why she's on Farmers Only.
3: <laughs>
0: hey!
4: She's,
3: <laughs> she's
4: looking for that.
0: I like men. <laughs> I yeah. am not on anything right I now. I know. I know. I am taking a tiny little break. No, she needs to be
3: on ballroom dancers only. No, well, that's right. No,
0: because I can't <laughs> Gay dance ballroom
4: dancers.
3: No,
0: I can't dance unless like <laughs> that step that touch the same as ballroom that might dancers be the same only. thing. Yeah. Yeah. that might be redundant. Tell us more about what you can't do. <laughs> 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 there are things I know Burn. I can't do because I've done stuff. them enough in my life that I'm like, I have tried that many times. <laughs> now what I'm, was the
4: next one? There was a there was a list have? you had there.
0: Um, oh, I wanted to talk about, you brought up anxiety and its role in dating.
3: Okay, so anxiety has uh, a role in dating with everyone. Um, Are we, we talking
4: clinical we... anxiety?
3: No, we've talked, no, we're not talking okay. about Okay. I mean, we we're can We're talking both. to the well
2: here. We're okay. talking, yeah. we, have, we can talk about anxiety. You should be talking to your doctor and your psychiatrist. <laughs> <all this> stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I do think that clinical anxiety is much more prevalent these days. But, um, Anxiety is a little bit... How we deal with anxiety in our relationships is uh, your attachment style. Have you guys talked about attachment style before? Not. No. Okay, so once upon a time, a long, long time ago, they did a um, test on toddlers. I think it's called like the strange situation or something. I don't remember exactly what it's called. Anyway, where, where you leave your toddler in a room with a, another stranger and come back five minutes later. And basically how the toddler reacts is their attachment style. Um, okay. So there's there's a, five different types of attachment for the purposes of this conversation. There's three. There's secure. There's anxiously attached. And there's avoidantly attached. Anxiously attached, horrible name for it because it's all basically about how you deal with anxiety. Anxiously attached, those are the people that reach out to feel comforted, right? So those are the people that are texting too much or calling too much or, you know, a nuisance. They're in some asking
2: way. someone else to manage their anxiety. Right. That's and mm, that's okay. how they're asking them to manage better? their yeah.
3: anxiety is by hmm. texting you too many times, pinging you too many. times. I'll feel better. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's
1: it's not their responsibility. It's someone else's fix.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
3: And then there's the opposite which is I feel anxious, let's never speak again. Mm-hmm. you know well, I'm gonna break. I'm Can gonna put speak. my head in the sand something <laughs> might
2: break if we talk yeah <laughs> which
3: incredible. was my husband to a tee I tease him all the time I used to tease him when we were dating after we were as well established that I was like man you spooked like a wild deer it was like <laughs> I could not make one move without him being like <gasps> I'm gonna bolt at any second like he was one of the most avoidantly attached people I've ever met in my entire life true story but, yeah, so so this is how you deal with your anxiety entering a relationship and whether or not you can manage that to a point of security, right? And you can say, gosh, I'm anxious right now, and what I'd really like to do is never call her again. But instead, I'm going to do the opposite of my instincts, and I'm going to pick up the phone right now and call her and be done with my anxiety, mm-hmm. right? I mean, as long as it's, you know. Within appropriate time frames, and it's not four in the morning or whatever, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, but
2: That's making not romantic? A- <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Or stalkerish, one yeah, of the two. Stand outside of
0: her window and yell at her <laughs> yeah. until she answers.
3: <laughs> yeah. Or, or, you know, if you're prone the other way and you're like, you know, gosh, I really want to just text him one more time because what if he didn't get the other four text messages? Mm-hmm. You know, manage your anxiety and be like, no, I'm not going to text him until he responds. You know, and I'm putting these with men and women, but they're frequently flip-flopped. There's a lot of women that are avoidantly attached. There's a lot of men that are anxiously attached, you know.
2: They really, what this is about is, you know, anxiety is always about future-focused stuff. Um, Things that might, we're afraid of things that might or could happen in the future. Um, Really problem-solving. So there's stages in a relationship. I'm sure that we've talked about that in previous episodes. I won't rehash old things, but the thing that we can do now is work on building a more firm more established emotional connection with whoever we're in a relationship with and instead what we try to do is solve problems that could happen in the future and that causes anxiety because you don't have any power there Mm -hmm. you don't have any power in the future what you have power in is here and now and working to build a better emotional connection with that person so if you're talking about managing your own anxiety that's where your power is is in the present
3: well, and I mean, you, I know that you said about, you know, for established relationships, but I think that there's a lot of people that aren't managing their anxiety well, and it's prohibiting them from getting into relationships. Because yes. when you have somebody that's doing these faux pas of texting you six times before you respond to them, mm-hmm. you know, we perceive it as like reeking of desperation. and We're like somehow not interested. If somebody's really interested in me, then there must be something wrong with them. <laughs> Let's exclude them from the dating pool, you know? Like <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um, you know, so I I think managing managing your your anxiety will also help you get into the right relationships. Mm-hmm.
4: There were three things you mentioned. Yeah. I think you only said two. What, yeah, I guess what it was in the, in the study. The study
1: had a baby that was anxiously and then anxious avoidance the, and, the and, and secure 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 yeah okay. so
3: so anxious like I said, anxious is that yeah. reaching out too much, avoiding is great, yeah. I'm never going to call them again, you know and and secure is that happy middle place
4: the healthy yeah. place the healthy
3: place that we're all striving to to be, and you don't yeah. you can kind of flip flop you can be anxious on certain issues, avoidant on others, yeah. you know, but people do generally have a strategy for dating that is one of
2: those. Got it. You know, and in conversations that I've had with clients, even just awareness that they, what they're really doing is asking someone else to manage their anxiety is a huge. So just stop and think about that for a minute. Why do I want this? Because I'm feeling so anxious. Actually, I really don't need him or her to manage my anxiety. I'll just deal with it. And mm-hmm. I'll sit with it for an hour or three hours or for three days. And I'm capable of it. You know, it's very empowering to realize and to take charge of what you're doing rather than trying to pawn it off on somebody else especially if that person has proved that they're reliably bad at doing it.
3: Not only that but it's it's a dangerous game to be asking people you don't know to manage your anxiety. Mm-hmm. Right? That's going to make you really anxious. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. if you're yes. Like, hey stranger,
1: Let's make this weirder. (laughs) And bump it up. (laughs) I I think it's I'd like to be in
3: a full-on panic (laughs) cry by the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) The
1: best way to meet people (laughs) (laughs) vulnerability. (laughs) Panic cry.
3: (laughs) Panic cry. Ugly cry in the bathroom. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) right. But women
4: want to be rescued, you said.
0: Oh my goodness, <laughs> but not, oh my gosh, stop twisting my
1: words. <laughs>
3: stop that's it. So
1: <laughs> but I like that you admitted that uh, that it is, there's nobody who's born and they're like, well, I'm just the, the I'm third secure. baby. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm a secure baby. <laughs> <laughs> and that's
1: how I am always. I'm just
3: going to react to this perfectly every time. Every
2: it's, it's a work time. in progress and you get to that place, right? And you work for it and you manage it mm-hmm. to, to be secured. It just takes a little bit of effort and work.
1: What are some tricks that you do to to help that like the, the effort and work? what does that look
2: like? Oh I'm so glad you asked you want to go first <laughs> <or>? no, <laughs> I, I just finished a graduate program at the University of Texas in executive coaching and I've applied those executive you know lear, executive coach learnings to my business, which is mindset and relationship development and i have I learned all kinds of Um, coaching models and um, metaphors and I've cobbled together something that I think is really useful and I call it the the steer model. S-T-E-A-R. Okay. Okay. So this is some work that you can do. So just like you all have a car, right? And you put gas in your car and you maintain the car and you change the tires even though it's hellishly expensive Mm -hmm. to do that. And you get it out on the road and despite all the maintenance that you've done, you still have to steer that car when you're driving down the road or it ends up in the ditch, mm-hmm. right? And the same thing is true with your thoughts. So we often blame our situations for our lives being good or bad. You know, I was born into this or, you know, I'm working this job and my boss is terrible and it's such a bad situation that I'm in. But really it's your thoughts that make something good or bad. So S is for situation, T is for thoughts. And that's where we add meanings to our situations. Their situations are actually neutral. That's why you can have two people who work for the same boss, and one of them thinks it's the world's best boss, and the other one thinks they're a psycho, Mm -hmm. right? Because we're adding different meaning in the things that we're thinking. Yeah. So the things that you think are generating your emotions, and that's what the E is for, right? So your thoughts and your emotions are best, best, best friends, and they never go anywhere without each other. And your emotions are the fuel for your actions, That's why if you're feeling helpless, if you're feeling despair, if you're feeling despondent, your actions are very different than if you're feeling optimistic or curious. And your actions deliver to your doorsteps the results of your life. So your thoughts are critically important to fuel good emotions that lead to positive actions that lead to the results that you want. So if we're relating this back to dating, And the thought that we're thinking is, there's no good men left out there. All the good ones are married. Then what emotion does that lead to? (gasps) Fear Mm -hmm. and despair and hopelessness. And if you act on those things, you'll get a stay single result. But if you think instead, let's think of a positive way to put that. It's a better time than there's ever been before to meet people, especially when dating populations are small. Mm-hmm. But it's so easy to meet people compared to 20 years ago when there wasn't online anything. I can now meet people in Chicago or, you know, anyway, the thought is it's a better, it's now is better than it's ever been to meet somebody my age who's good. Yeah. That triggers an optimistic or at least a neutral emotional state that you can then act on and will deliver you positive results. Do you see? Yeah. you see this? So that's mm-hmm. that's the thing that you can do to manage the anxiety is in your mind as these automatic thoughts pop up there is truth to all the things that we think that scare us or that are negative there's truth there or we wouldn't believe it right our brains would immediately reject it but there's truth and there's truer truths and there's truest truths so don't settle for the bottom of the barrel truth look for a thought that's a little bit truer what's truer Right. Is it true that nobody my age gets married? It is not true. Mm -hmm. We have invitations on our fridges all the time. Yeah. So it's not true that nobody my age gets married. It's not true that there's no men left. They might be a little bit harder to find, but, you know, guess what? And then there's the truest truth, which is, you know, I have a heavenly father who loves me and will lead me and guide me as I work. And as I fervently ask for and work towards those things, I'm going to find them. That's the truest truth. And that thought is not terrifying Mm -hmm. and it doesn't lead to terrified actions and it doesn't deliver terrifying results. So true, truest, true, true, truest, (laughs) that's your work.
0: You Don't guys see up. why I love them? Like, that's I just awesome. love them so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, my little heart's so happy. Well, <laughs>
3: um, Barbie's the best to have around because she's, like, your yes, own personal, you like, cheerleader.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am also trolled by my own thoughts the majority of the day. <laughs> I'm do- and that's the reason why I know this works because I'm doing the work, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not cured.
3: Well, men- mental maintenance is the thing that we really need to be talking more about these days anyway, mm-hmm. you know? So true. Yeah. There's a quote. I read it somewhere that we're, you know, taking our cars into the shop more than we're taking ourselves into the shop, mm-hmm. you know, and, That's good. you know, doing a, little, doing a little self-care, a
2: little mental maintenance is a great thing. To do. We all need to be in a 12-step program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, and it's not like you have to be perfect at this by the time you're married. Like, you don't no. have to wait to get engaged. It never you have ends. to do it yeah. forever.
2: That for hope. Yeah, so
4: there's the, the it's expectation. It's like reading the scriptures.
3: The prophet's right. not like I'm done. I haven't. I've read it once. You know,
4: like,
3: <laughs> like, I did it. Yeah, like congratulations, <laughs> me. Yeah, no, this is. So
4: you keep going. So like, I think sometimes single people think that they're they're waiting for this imaginary mm-hmm. goal that everything's going to be okay and then we can get married. Yep. And it's like no, you just you need to be at a point where you're willing to work together long enough to be married. But everybody's got to constantly keep working and doing all this stuff that they were talking about.
3: Yeah, that was that was a big fear for my husband. He was worried that he was like in the lowest point of his life with the least amount of effort that he was putting into his religion and things like that. And Mm -hmm. he just didn't feel very, you know, worthy of of such an amazing situation to come his way. And had to just be like, well, this is all this is all problem solving, right? Yeah. Let's just solve the problem and 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 move forward. And you know, yeah. I'm happy to say I make him blissfully happy. You guys are—they
0: <laughs> so, are actually so blissfully happy that if I didn't love them both so much, I would probably
3: hate them. A little hate bit. them a
0: little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're easy to hate. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I kind of want to wrap it up just a little bit, but I want to talk about one of the things that these two amazing women are offering in January. So let's talk dun, about dun, your dun. little event. You want me to go? <laughs> yeah.
2: So, Lauren and I have worked side by side for years. Mm-hmm. And one of the things Many that moons. we have We we ha- each had our own businesses and referred people back and forth and we speak all the time at conferences and singles wards and married words and you know all this wisdom that we have to spew all over people <laughs> and one of the things that we have never done is collectively taken all of our seminars and all the material that we speak about and put it into one live event and so we're going to do that and it's going to be january 26th and 25th and 26th at the little america um i think we in have salt lake. S- yeah, yeah here in salt in lake. lake city we're going to spend Friday evening together. So after work, don't have to take a day off. After work, come together. We'll have some mocktails. We'll share our stories. It's going to be like-minded. This is a women-only event, so sorry. I we may do that. <laughs> I have a feeling well, they'll put, put it together. Your calendar,
4: just hang out outside the just event. Out.
1: What's
4: up, just ladies? Off, man. I've been
1: steering pretty good. <laughs>
3: So good! You're hired. You're hired. Yeah. Oh. I have so a feeling we will you guys be doing will do a men's only on event mm-hmm. as well, but
2: but we're starting it's, here.
3: It's it's better for us to separate the sexes for this kind of beginning courses. Correct. Otherwise, otherwise you kind of have like what you were talking about, where the, then they're like, "Crap! Now she knows all of my strategies.
1: <laughs> like, I really like to ask her out, but now she knows
3: exactly my game." Oh, that's
1: <laughs> funny. Oh, that's very good. It's true. So,
2: Keep so them separate. Lauren and I are going to deliver. All of the expertise that we have developed, I have a, a honed in craft of how to get out there an online date. exactly what you need to say about yourself, exactly the behaviors mm-hmm. that you need to do, what you need to commit to, how long, how many minutes a day do I need to, to get this, you know, X, Y, or Z result. We've got, I've got that. I've been doing this for, let's see, I met my husband in the year 2003. hmm and I have not quit online dating since then. It was so much fun. I kept doing it. But <laughs> I did it for other people. You do it for other people.
0: Yeah. No, she's really that amazing. Like, really, her techniques. Well, they really
2: work. They really. I mean, work. I don't know how many matches I've had, but it's yeah. Dozens. If we can, if we can
3: toot our own horns, we just we do have fat stacks I mean, we of wedding announcements. Yeah. High yes. five us. So yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'll show you it's my fun. album sometime. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna dial all that stuff in. It's gonna be a lot about mindset. Um, It's going to be a lot about your value as a person. And Lauren has the most brilliant, amazing content and seminars that she shares. And you're going to walk away and know that you are perfect the way that you are. Mm -hmm. And you're going to know what behaviors you're going to target. And we're going to talk about strengthening your strengths and letting your weaknesses kind of go. And we're going to talk about Flirting techniques. Oh, this good. girl's got them. That him. is great. Lauren, this girl's got him by the Lauren has bucket sick pool.
0: flirting skills. <laughs> I like, do. Flirting she skills, really does. Do.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like. and we're gonna eat some good food. Yeah. And we're gonna, yeah. and It'll we're be gonna, we're gonna get, we're gonna have photography. So mm-hmm. it's gonna include. You're gonna and walk away important, with beautiful photos if you do photos. what I, if
3: you do what we say. Like how what's our success rate for people that actually do the things that we tell them to do? 100%. Yeah.
1: I love that. I love hearing that. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. So, 100%. 100%. Now my favorite part. pretty solid. Yeah. It is solid. I don't think not it everybody
2: gets is ready or wants to, mm-hmm. and so our actual statistics are probably lower than that because not everybody. But everyone who shows up and says show me. Yep. And well, they yeah, actually do people, it. Some
1: people you have to go. You're not ready to work right now.
2: Yeah. yeah, you need to get out of prison first
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> it's really hard to find wait for the restraining it's order right, it's laps. hard to yeah.
2: find
3: the right woman when you're in a men's when prison you're
1: in a men's penitentiary you know
3: yeah it's, that makes it's it harder it's been done <laughs> it has been done
1: pen pals man
3: also online
0: the virtues of online
2: oh I'm still in prison <laughs> I'm sorry yeah, <laughs>
3: Back
0: in the, I thought of prison remember, too
2: remember a few years ago that, that woman like snuck the saw in those two inmates escaped sweat and Oh, I don't remember.
0: That. I don't know. You All know? I know oh. is making a murderer, Stephen Avery, the guy that's been in prison, has been married like three times oh. and I'm over here like
2: I'm Oh yeah. Get a cat. The, where no. where there's a will there's a way. But anyway, that's what our seminar is gonna be about. Now yes.
0: yeah. isn't there one other part to it that you told me that you are going to be doing follow up?
2: Oh yeah. So That's it my will, favorite part. It will include so after the sessions the our weekend session is over, everybody will be scheduled for photography. A few weeks after that we're gonna have a follow-up group session where we come back together and say, I've done some of the homework. Here's what I've learned. Here's the victories that I've on. had. And yeah. here's some of the the barriers that I'm still facing. What are you doing? We're going to come together. We'll problem solve those. And then there'll be an individual follow-up session after that as well.
0: That is, that when you called and told me about this, I'm like, everything sounds great. But then when you followed up with that, that is something that most conferences in any field do not offer. Mm-hmm. That you walk out that day and they're like, Good luck and to you on your own. Yeah, and that is it. So when you said we're gonna follow up, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gonna work.
2: And one more point of added value, we're gonna create a closed Facebook group for the members of that cohort only mm-hmm. that you will keep forever. We'll administrate it, but it's really just for um, for the members of the group to cheerlead each other, to support one another, and yeah. to build new friendships. I, I see this as a real opportunity to build new friendships. And as you know, you're either going to meet somebody online or it's going to be a friend of your friend. So the more new friendships you can build, that bodes well for your, for your Absolutely.
0: relationship. Where do people well. go
4: to get information about this?
0: What is the best way? Do you? Because I am going to put a link to both of your websites and everything. Do you want them to
3: contact you there? I think give them the business phone number as well.
2: Yeah. So my number is 801-809-9362. If you text me and tell me you're interested in the Rise Retreat for Women, okay. um, I'll text back. We'll set up a time to talk. I'll give you more details. You can tell me your story. I'll tell you if, you, it's, if you're going to be a good fit, Yeah. Um, if you're ready for it. Um, it's an investment, so it's not going to be for everybody, but it is for those who are ready. So I'd love to just have an opportunity to chat for a few minutes and really make sure that this is the right thing for you.
0: And they're not going to talk about the prices online right now, but... Kristen called me and talked me through everything. And in my head, I'm like, this is going to be $2,000. Oh, it's, $2, $2, it's going to be super this. super
2: affordable. It is
0: extremely affordable for everything that you're getting. So they will talk to you about that. But I will make sure to put a link to both of their sites. I'll put her phone number on there. We will make sure that you guys can get in touch. But I cannot say enough amazing things about these women. I freaking adore these women so much. It's true. Like, you have changed my life in ways that you would never even imagine. And so, like, they've helped me get to where I am now, which isn't. Not exactly where I want to be, but I we're in a murder room with a bunch of people. Oh,
3: come
1: but on. No, I'm yeah, kidding. Barbie's I'm not a huge her. success.
3: I am not a huge success.
0: We're
1: all big fans of Barbie as well. That's as right. much as she cheerleads Shush. everybody,
3: we oh, love today. Barbie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Shush. that's that's why people love being around Barbies because she makes Queen you feel amazing. Her. That's right. Yeah, it's a very selfish motivation. We're like, <laughs> I want to feel awesome. Who should I call? Barbie. <laughs> I'm
0: like, did I mention you're pretty? Let me Here. just talk to you about this. Yeah. you guys are very sweet. So we will go ahead and wrap it up there. Um, I also, though, will put your guys' information on here because they are both ind- available for individual sessions, things like that. They have different packages that you can do. I cannot stress enough what a game changer they are for everyone that has ever met them. So, and they're hot and wonderful and just love ya. True <laughs> story. Hot and wonderful. Yeah. Okay, thank you guys for tuning in. We will talk to you on the next episode.
3: Bye. Thanks, Barbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah.